Rant and Rave is brought to you by Andrews Technology Group. Make sure you hit them up at A-N-D-R-E-W-S technologygroup.com. DJs, promoters, small business owners, get your technology and website needs met. Soka lovers, it's Soka Say So. And it's Chick. And we're back with episode four of season six. And this season, we're tackling the topic, the return. And on this episode, it's the return of the fence of the Black woman. Let's give it up for that returning. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Okay, so hopefully it actually hasn't disappeared, but it has not been in the limelight the way it has been recently. So on February 25th, President Biden decided to announce his nomination for a Black woman, Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson. And I think he I think he might have anticipated that the gates of hell would break loose on her. Uh, so we are discussing that. And then we are also discussing... You know, just how far will black men go to defend the black woman? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I am talking about. <laughs> Sir Will Smith crying about protecting every black woman in his life. My favorite <laughs> doing a lot because there's so many thoughts on that, but there's yeah. so much. There's so much. But first, we'll we'll get into our girl. Yes. (laughs) Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson. Let me just say, okay, so she is enduring this confirmation hearing right now, and it is just painful to watch. I'm going to admit, I couldn't watch all of it. I just couldn't. Because to watch her have to sit there and go through this nonsense. I mean, they're doing everything on the Republican side to prove she is not fit to serve on the highest court in the land. They are saying, you know, they're asking her questions like, what is the definition of a woman? Is is, is that on the floor of the Supreme Court right now? Is that something we need to... And then they are asking her about her thoughts on critical race theory being taught in schools. And they're saying Cruz even went so far as to be like, do you think babies can be racist? I mean, <laughs> it's I, watched, I watched as much as I could possibly watch because I, 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 I am her and she is me. Um, she, she is the better version of me when it comes to dealing with the, the, the tomfoolery because I don't have a poker face. You see all the, <laughs> you see all of the muscles that are working at all times in my face. I don't have a good poker face. And boy, she was not just stoic. It wasn't just like, well, I'm just not going to show anything. She was pleasant and she was listening. She was attentive. And every one of her responses, you know, she gave them all great thought and did not put her emotion into the answers. And she just stated what needed to be said and, mo- and moved on and said it respectfully. And boy, I, I, she, I think it was three days. I would not have made it through half of the first day. Not at all. There was a GOP Senator, Marsha Blackburn, who was asking her 
to, to really get her to say whether or not she would support critical race theory being taught in schools. Mm-hmm. And the poise and the grace to just say, I'm not making comments about what schools can teach. But to constantly have to go through that because they were trying to trip her up. Let's just be honest. They mm-hmm. were trying to trip her up. They were trying to exhaust her. They tried to say, um, Senator Hawley tried to say that she's not that tough on crime. She was lenient on child sex offenders. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, she has a record, of course, um, which we'll get into what Cory Booker said when he, he pulled up her record. But she has family members who are police officers, who are in law enforcement. Her brother went and re- went to serve when um, after 9-11. She has been endorsed by um, FOP, so the highest rank and file organization of police officers. The chief of police have, have endorsed her. Um, Noble, which is the national organization of black law enforcement, endorsed her. I mean, come on, man. Like, this is the thing that bothers me is that had she been any other race or male, this would have been enough to usher this through, to get her approved and confirmed. But because she is a black woman and they're like, oh, she's going to be an activist judge. She's going to you know, try to revolutionize the Supreme Court and not rule from the Constitution. Like, how, how, where are you getting that from? Because her that. background her very long, extensive record, including clerking for Justice Bayer on the Supreme Court, like her background shows she's definitely going to uphold the laws of the land. Mm-hmm. So where are you getting this from? And I just want to take a, a step back that uh, President Biden said outright that he wanted a Black woman, mm-hmm. which was um, a very bold move Um, a very big step to say that out loud and be intentional. Um, There were three Black women in the running at the end, and he he chose uh, Katanji Brown, Judge Katanji Brown. And when you see her credentials stacked up to everybody who's sitting on Mm -hmm. on the bench right now, sitting on the Supreme Court right now, she has more credentials than any of them. Mm-hmm. more relevant credentials than any of them. And, you know, two Ivy League, <laughs> two Ivy League. Um, so she, like, I mean, I don't understand. The amount of things that she went through and the only things that they were uh, asking her about were, were really ancillary to what mm-hmm. she would do, right? So it's like, well, the, you know, they got kind of close to saying, well, you know, you were lenient in these kinds of cases. And then she would say, well, I wasn't lenient. I was following the rules and regulations that you guys set. And so I have to work within the parameters of the law. And I, I just, I sat there in awe of the amount of cases that they asked this woman to remember and the amount that she actually did remember of them. Oh, do you remember this such and such case? Yeah, he was 18 and he had this issue. Do you remember this? Yes, I remember that. He was he was an immigrant. And like, how? How did she remember? Because she knew they were gonna come for her. She knew they were going to come for her. This is a historic nomination. Yeah. Right. And heaven forbid. <laughs> 
the GOP actually let her on the bench. Like this is historic and they are terrified. However, I do appreciate Cory Booker stepping in to, to really defend her and to just kind of take a moment to lament what, what this moment actually means, that the fact that this is historic and also, also to contextualize all of the nonsense she's had to deal with, because we're going to call a spade a spade, right? Like, you know, this is because this is a black woman sitting in front of you that you now have to ask her about her blackness, her womanhood. And you're terrified that she is going to go against the grain of the justices that are already on the bench. I mean, unfortunately we lost Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So I mean, you don't get more activist judge than her. <laughs> right. Right. Maybe you do. Maybe Judge Kitanji is going to be that person. But I do want to take a second to include the clip from Cory Booker and his just defense of this woman who has sat through so many days. I mean, I feel like every single day was like 10 days. Um, sat through all of this questioning, all of this back and forth. And he just took a moment to really just honor what she is doing and what she is trying to achieve. You have earned this spot. You are worthy. You are a great American. So you got five more folk to go through. <laughs> five more of us. And then you can sit back and let us have all the debates. And I'm gonna tell you, it's gonna be a well-charted Senate floor because it's not gonna stop. They're gonna accuse you of this and that. Heck, in honor of your person who shares your birthday, you might be called a communist. But don't worry, my sister. Don't worry. God has got you. And how do I know that? Because you're here. And I know what it's taken for you to sit in that seat. Harry Tubman, it's one of my heroes because the more I read about this person, the more, I mean, she was viciously beaten. Her whole life, she used to fall into spells, cracked skull. She faced starvation, chased by dogs. And when she got to freedom, what did she do? Did she rest? No, she went back again and again and again. The star was, the sky was full of stars but she found one that was a harbinger of hope for better days, not just for her and those people that were enslaved, but a, a harbinger of hope for this country. And she never gave up on America. She fought in the, led troops in the Civil War. She was involved in the suffrage movement. She kept looking up, no matter what they did to her, she never stopped looking up. And that star, it was a harbinger of hope. Today, you're my star. You are my harbinger of hope. This country is getting better and better and better. And when that final vote happens and you ascend onto the, onto the highest court in the land, I'm going to rejoice. And I'm going to tell you right now, the greatest country in the world, the United States of America, will be better because of you. Thank you. It had to be said. The amount of people that texted me, I'm crying right now.
He is talking about me. This is how I feel right here. My job, I'm sitting in my job and I'm feeling this. He hit it. He hit it on the mark. He really hit it on the mark. It is It is hard out here for a Black woman in a professional mm. world. It really is. And then you're looking around to see who's got my back? Who's in defense of me, right? And you're like, white woman, we're sisters. No, no? oh, <laughs> just kidding. Black man, we good? Not no. really. Oh, no, you're not down for, okay. All right, like who do we got? Mm-hmm. But you know, it's always good when you do get that head nod. You do get that somebody in the in the office that comes and say, girl, let me tell you how this place really goes down. Let me tell mm-hmm. you who you really need to speak to, what you really need to do. There are good people. There are black brothers. There are black sisters that, and people of other races, there are people who come to the defense of the black woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's about time. And I mean, they really need one GOP vote, and it looks like they might get it from Maine Senator Susan Collins. I mean, how white is that name? But um, (laughs) she said she will support the confirmation. And for no other- I mean, she she promised to, so let's let's see when real hits real, like. Yeah, but she had to call a spade a spade. Like, uh, she's well qualified. Mm Mm-hmm. What do I have to say no to? She's qualified more so than this probably needs to be. So I'm, I'm thinking about swinging that way. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, even Lindsey Graham, who had uh, endorsed her for another position, that escapes my mind right now, um, is now saying, "Ah, oh, I don't know," because of this position. Let's tell you how important this is, mm-hmm. right? When she was when she was trying to get to this level. Mm-hmm. You were, yeah, girl, I support you, but whoa, you, mm, you're trying to step a little too high right now. And now I'm going to vote no on this. So um, at least she will, in theory, get the support from Senator Collins. So yeah. we'll see how this goes. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, but man, she is every woman right now, right? Like you just have to jump through the hoops, qualified or not. You know that you have to sit there, maintain your composure, and let these fools say what they're going to say if you want that position until you get into that position and then you pull a Cory Booker. (laughs) Talking about fools going to say what they want to say. Yeah, so the the Academy Awards um, aired and apparently... On the live show, on the main stage, (laughs) Chris Rock came to um, announce uh, an award and he made a joke uh, about Jada Pinkett Smith. He said, um, I can't wait to see you in G.I. Jane 2. And in G.I. Jane 1, Demi Moore shaved her head bald and Jada Pinkett Smith now is rocking a bald head. And so, like, even the crowd was a little, ha-ha, like, should we laugh? Should we not laugh? Mm, Like, it seemed like some people understood that Jada Pinkett Smith is suffering with alopecia. And so she has been losing her hair and decided to just cut it all off. And if that was a big emotional step for her to do, 
Um, as it would be for anyone, man or woman, when you're losing your hair, it is a big deal. Um, and she had gone public about it. And so you would think that he heard about it, but I have no idea. And so you would think if she's suffering with an illness, um, suffering with something that's emotionally taxing, even if it's not an Ill illness, which it is, but it's something that's emotionally taxing that he shouldn't be making a joke about it. And when he made the joke, Jada was clearly not amused and Will was amused until he got out of his seat, went on the stage and slapped Chris Rock in his face. What? Yeah. That's, and that's then told him to keep his wife's name out of your mouth. Mm. Now, here's the thing that gets me, okay? Let's, let's, for me, let's remove, you know, Chris Rock, the persona, Will Smith, the persona, Jada Pinkett, the persona. Um, people have been saying, well, he's a comedian. And so when a comedian is on stage, they kind of have this carte blanche to say what they want. Um, and Will should have just let it go. I do not subscribe to that, okay? Yes, you are paid to, to tell jokes. And yes, chances are you're going to be offensive. But that does not absolve you of all culpability. It also does not mean that your offensive words will not get you slapped in the face. I do not feel that because of your occupation, you are somehow protected. You can just drop hurt and just walk away unscathed. People have said, well, comedians do this all the time. Let me tell you, as a New Yorker, I have seen comedians get their butts kicked for things they said on stage. <laughs> you, I feel like people forgot that there's such a thing as fighting words. <laughs> like this, it's a term for a reason. Your words are not just words. Your words can cause a fight. We are fighting if you say those words. Now, do I think he, Will Smith was right? Absolutely not. Do I think he should not have been escorted? Like, where was security? Um, not escorted out immediately. He definitely should have been removed. But what I don't think is right with what people are saying is like, well, a comedian can say what they want. And so, okay. So when we're the, the connection, you're like, what does this have to do with defending Black women? So obviously, Will is defending Jada. Um, keep my, my wife's name out your mouth by slapping him, by screaming at him, by slapping Chris Rock and screaming at Chris Rock. But then also later on in the night, Will Smith won the um, best actor, lead actor award. And in his awkward rambling speech, he um, was saying that he is protecting black women. He is protecting women um, like, oh, I can't remember his name now, but Venus and Serena's dad, uh, Richard. Richard, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Richard, how Richard did for his family, uh, the women in his family, he is protecting his wife, he's protecting the actors in the movie, he's protecting the blah, 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 all these black women. And he was crying and we were supposed to say, you know what, good on you, this is, this is how you protect this black man. And some people actually did. Some people actually did say, you know, I'm so happy he stood up for her and did not let her, um, you know, her feelings get hurt and did not let this, this stand. Um, there's, a way. there's a way, there's a way to do it. I mean, you're, you're still in a professional setting. Like 
the academy is like actually a thing you have to be invited into and you it's a position you have to hold so right now the academy the, the board is convening on an emergency um which they they never have before to figure out how to reprimand will smith for his actions um it was weird that they didn't do it in the moment but now they're they're now that everyone's talking about it, they're trying to figure out how that how what's going to be the repercussions, if any, for Will Smith. Um, but you know, I, I, what what do you think about defending um, black women? It, do we do we need somebody fighting for us? I I had had read something that he actually does suffer from trauma because he was not able to protect um, women in his life when he was younger from being abused. And so it's possible that this is an emotional trigger for him. And that response after seeing his wife hurt triggered that within him. I understand the impetus behind it because trauma responses, you, you can't should have and could have in a moment, right? Like maybe I should do this other thing. Maybe I should do this other thing. You are triggered. You feel like, wow, my wife is hurting. My wife is upset and I need to do something. And let's not also forget that sometimes women are like, so you really just gonna let him say that to me? You, you won't, really, you're just gonna sit there. <laughs> and let let him say just talk slick you just gonna you just gonna let him say that and so your manhood now is challenged and you are in the role of protector mm -hmm. and so there's an immediate need for you to respond and to be protective I do not think his actions were right but I will not should have this to death because I do understand what triggers can do I feel like it's also um like many things happened in that moment right he feels the need to protect her. She is clearly upset by this alleged joke. Um, Chris Rock is like, what? What happened? what I do? What's going on? <laughs> Why am I getting slapped in the face? What's going on? It was a joke. Um, but what, you know me, every time I look at the comments, because these millionaires going to be all right. Mm -hmm. um, I look at the comments. I look at how other men, how other Black men are reading this action as no, you shouldn't do that. Because let's face it, some men were like, there were white people in the room. Don't do it in front of the white people. And in that case, I'm like, why not? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like we done with this good behavior stuff. Okay. Like why not? Because uh, they definitely don't go. There's black people in the room. Don't do it. Right. So, um, and then there are some people who are like, yo, that's not even how G's do it. Like you wait for him backstage. <laughs> like you, you handle this privately where security isn't going to pull you off with this dude and you stomp him out and it's done. Um, but then there's also this, like, my biggest thing is repercussions, right? A reaction for every action. You said some slick shit, you got smacked. You smacked someone, you should have been taken out by security and have to face the consequences of that. Like the, it's just... There were a lot of things that I'm I'm confused about how things went down. And at first, people were like, this must be a joke because you just right. can't run up on stage and slap someone at the Academy Awards. Apparently, you can. Apparently, well, security was checking their phones. I thought it was very weird in, in the very first place that it looked like they were sitting on the stage. Like, they were, like, way too close to, to the end of the runway. Like, it just, it was like, like the queen and the king were, like, sitting well, on the stage it was very weird placement they should not have been sitting that close in the first place well they place you in certain areas if there's a likelihood you're going to win something 
right? Nobody wants to see you walk all the way from back there. Like, come on. <laughs> I get <laughs> two feet back. Like, it was just like, are they, like from the angle, I was like, are they on the stage? So mm-hmm. that, was, that was just weird. But I, I, I don't know. I, I don't like to see it. I, I mean, you're in a professional setting. I, I always cringe um, when when there are a lot of these comedi- comedians go to these award shows because they they want to get that that rise out of that crowd, mm-hmm. and so they have to say something really low about you know either the academy or you know somebody in the audience, and somebody's gonna be like, whoa, and he thought he'd get that reaction, but not all the way this way it was like roll your eyes yeah not at, at get physical with it but yeah my my only takeaway is like when people say violence is never the answer there's a time when violence is the answer this was not that time I will say that but you I don't, don't know how you are going to trigger someone when you come for them and so it, it's not the reaction I would have expected it's definitely not something that's that's commendable but it's real you know Mm -hmm. you triggered something Mm -hmm. and I I just my biggest concern is really the comment section where people are like it was just words cyberbullying is just words verbal abuse is just words like words aren't a just okay Mm -hmm. words can do serious damage Mm -hmm. and when you say words you can weaponize words And sometimes it triggers a physical response. I'm not commending it. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm really confused as to why he wasn't already escorted out. Like you got 60 something year old Denzel jumping in. Like where where the bodyguards at? (laughs) But I will say that I do understand that it is important to be careful of how you speak to and about people because you don't know what they will do. And in the same month, that the Crown Act was passed. <laughs> Can you we just leave Black women in their hair alone, please? <laughs> please. Word. <laughs> how my hair grows out of your head, or your head, or doesn't grow out of your head. Okay. However, it is. Leave us alone, please. Mm-hmm. Thank Two snaps on that. I will agree on that. Yes, definitely. Listen, I, 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 I know that people were really upset. That also, after the awards, not only did Will Smith walk away with the gold, he was partying it up <laughs> at, the, at the Vanity Fair after party. And, you know, but I can understand that because I always want to rave. Can I rave? <laughs> That's your segue? <laughs> it doesn't take much. It doesn't, it doesn't take much for me to rave. Can it doesn't. I rave? Go ahead and rave, girl. I, okay. I am not holding you back. I am encouraging your rave. All right. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna say a little bit about the song and then I'm gonna explain it more afterwards. So I think what would be super dope is if Judge Katanji Brown chose this song as her like theme song, you know? Like, is, do, do they, do Supreme Court justices have theme songs? Uh, Are you thinking okay. of wrestlers, maybe? <laughs> Boxers? <laughs> Come She's not entering the bench. <laughs> it's not how they enter the courtroom. <laughs> That's weird. I mean, they get the little ruffle thing 
and they get a theme song. Anyway, listen to the song. This is Place in Life by Blacks. credentials i am worthy okay i listen to cory booker i am worthy kataji brown is worthy of that position she is worthy jada pickett smith is worthy of your respect okay we are worthy we put in the work already and we don't care about the haters so there's that <laughs> and then on a sad note mm. The artist for that song is Blacks, and Blacks passed away recently. I was so in shock. I am, I think it was probably about just like two days before it was announced that he had passed. I was like, man, Blacks had music, like music that made me so excited for Carnival. Tusty, um, he had Hulk, he had so many good songs, so many upbeat songs. But then I remember, and I was looking through a video of um, 
I actually can't remember the name of the fat, but it was because, you know, in Trinidad, you go from fat to fat to fat. So who knows which one that was? But there was a moment where the audio cut out, like the background audio, the speakers, whatever cut out. And so he was singing acapella and his voice was amazing. I was like, <laughs> you are a sing singer. Wow amazing and just all the work that he's done on his own with Roy Cape All-Stars like just being a mentor allowing you know Vaughn Grenadian Vaughn to write his song um Galona and just and and performing it you know at Soka Monarch that we got to go to and see him perform that it's so just I was so surprised I was surprised I thought he actually would have recovered from his COVID illness. I was expecting him to, you know, just be on stage again. I'm, it was a shock. It was definitely a shock. The last time I saw Blacks on stage um, was in Brooklyn in New York. And it was pretty recent after like people are just coming outside and it was a, a pretty good sized crowd. And they seemed like they were there to have a good time. And there were other artists that came out first and Blacks was not supposed to be at the event. He was not billed on the event. And he hit the stage and when he said, let's raise your hands and let go, the place went wild, wild. And they like, it's like they woke up. I'm like, they were singing and dancing to the other artists, but they, they really woke up. And the the amount of tunes that he has like that mm. is amazing. Yeah. And like you said, the, the knowledge he had, he spread that knowledge. He mentored people. He brought them onto his shows. He, he really supported the young artists. And that means a lot. That means a lot for any yeah. artist that means a lot for the industry uh on a whole he he helped support the industry in that way yeah definitely a, an icon that will be missed his music will be missed but he has so much music that some djs are dedicating whole whole shows <laughs> their whole online shows to just celebrating his contribution to soka and so yes he will definitely be missed he is gone but he will not be forgotten Check the latest Tune Tuesday at Soka Say So on Instagram. You'll see a whole Blacks tribute. I'm just saying. It's warranted. And it was only, I only gave half an hour and there were way more tunes. Um, but people were very happy to hear the, hear them, hear his music. Yeah. Wow. Good choice on, you know, on the rave. I'm with it. <laughs> I mean, no tunes. <laughs> I'm curious to know. Um, I, I want to know when was the last time you supported a black woman at work? Leave a comment. We want to know. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Rent Away podcast. Make sure you are following us. Follow Soka Say So on all social media or go to SokaSaySo.com. Follow this chick on all social media or go to DYSCHICK.com. And make sure 
you like and subscribe our YouTube, you follow us on everything, because we're everywhere we're there, and <laughs> go to our website, bkrantandrape.com. Okay, bye.